Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line John Deal. We had such a great conversation on the last episode. So if if you didn't hear that, go to the last episode, get yourself caught up. We'll be here when you get back. But John is known as one of the world's foremost change experts. He said he's known as the godfather of change. And I love how he connects with people. I love them. That's what we talked about in the last episode. I love how he communicates. And he really has a heart of gold. He's a, He has a servant's heart. He wants to give back. And that's what he's doing on podcasts now. We just had a long conversation about how his podcast strategy is just to give back and provide value to as many people as possible. And it's a really good place to be. And it's a great thing to do and pursue. So you can connect with him on LinkedIn. So if you go to LinkedIn and search for John Deal, J-O-H-N-D-E-E-L, go do that. He'd love to hear from you. He loves to, to meet new people and to give back. As I said, John, it's great to have you back on the show, my friend. Man, I'm, I'm glad, man. This is, this is good stuff, man. This is a lot of fun and we learn from each other and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And we have a really a topic that I'm really excited to talk about with you on this show, because one of the things that you were very clear about when we first met is that you're doing these things because you just like to give back. You're not doing it because you have to do it. You're doing it because you choose to do it, and you're doing it because you want to help other people. And I think that's a really remarkable position to be in. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to have to say that I've had some time to figure this out a little bit, okay? Because when I halfway through my career, I didn't really understand, even though at 20 years into a career, you have things to give back. So this whole thing about servant leadership or what really works. And, 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 and I see people at the beginning of your career, they, they might be a servant leader. They want to give back, but they might not have much content that they think they can share. Right. But by default, I will tell you. If you have that kind of mentality of being a servant person and giving back, as you get through more through your career, you will stack up those things that are inside your heart, mind, and soul to give back. Okay, so here's the thing. But in my field, change management, what I learned was the secret sauce to what I really was doing along the way. And I didn't figure this out until halfway into that 20-year journey is that I'm showing up every day. And every day I'm thinking about these people on the ground that are going through this transformation. And all I'm doing is giving something to them every day. Well, what is that something? I'm giving them a document or I'm giving them some advice or I'm giving them some coaching on how to do this analysis. Or So think about it. You're, just, you're giving back. That's one way because as you traverse through your career, the other way is through story. I'm a 
firm believer in stories. You can't give back a story until you've lived the story. Right? So I say sometimes the people, the only difference between me as a change practitioner that can make X per month and one that can make Y per month is I tell them I can make more because I can tell more and better stories because I've lived those stories. Right. So it's really interesting because I can see pe- young people are you know, trying to struggle with, OK, I want to get back, but I ain't got much to give because I haven't learned that much. <laughs> you know, but in my field, it's important. It's, it's like almost an ingredient to be successful in my field is to give back, which might not be the same in some other fields. So it's really interesting thing that I, I learned about that I'm still learning about. Yeah, I think it's a great thing to give back. I think giving back is it's something we're all wired to do. We find fulfillment in what we can contribute. And, you know, through our shared through our own experiences and through what we learn, we're able then to give more, as you said. But I think in business it's a little bit different in the fact that if you're just starting out in business, you need to establish yourself in business before you can begin like you you need to 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 know what to know what your your services are worth to the market. You need to be fair there, but I think you need to focus in on actually building your business before you can begin to give back through your business. Cuz I think there's a lot of people who start in business and they're like, "Well, I just want to give back." But if you're worried about, you know, meeting your, you know, making ends meet, if you're worried about, you know, being to be able to pay your mortgage, pay all your bills, put food on the table, you need to first and foremost worry about your business and building your business and serving through something that's going to get you, you know, make generate revenue so you can do those things. Then you've earned the right from that point to be able to give back. And I think I see a lot of entrepreneurs in today's world trying to skip ahead. They're trying to give, give, give before they're able to earn and, you know, create that life for themselves. Yeah, you have no, they have no, sometimes they don't have but one story to tell around that item that they think is valuable versus I have 20. Okay. It's interesting you bring this up because now I remember back when I was, don't hold this against me, working for a really great, great company. I worked for them twice, actually, Accenture. And I got caught up into, so think about giving back can be many different ways. You definitely have to be comfortable with yourself, but they, I got caught up in wanting to help onboard people into Accenture. So I got as became a part of the onboarding program, sometimes as a speaker, some actually times delivering a module. And I remember saying to these young college graduates, way more capable than I ever was, my little comp side degree from Virginia Tech. We're talking Brown, Harvard, Yale, sitting down there in downtown Atlanta. These kids coming in there, man, they had the they had the pigskin, man. It was like, I said, you know what? I said, my advice to you, because they, they were looking at me because I'd been there twice and they're thinking I have all the answers, how to be successful inside Accenture. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, inside a management consultancy like this, global recognized, for you people, try to figure out over the next couple of years or as soon as you can, what do you want to be famous for? Take your name and say, I, Sally, want to be known or famous for. Now, inside the business world. And, it, man, if I would have done that a long time ago, I said, but you do that. Because then if you – and it's something you like, then guess what? Then you build that. And after three or four or five years, you will be able to give back more because you have you want to be known for that. You want to be branded or recognized by that. So I've gotten to the point where I don't have to fear that anymore. Changes in my DNA. And I've dedicated my life to doing it. So the more I do it, the more I can get back. It's pretty easy at that point in time. But you're right. You have to get kind of real with yourself. And giving back means, you know, 
many different things and many different people, but you have something and it, it takes a while sometimes for other people to tell you that that's valuable. You know, I love, I love that honing in on that one thing is so important and so important. In fact, that I have a phrase that I like to use for that. I like to ask people, what's your cheesecake? And they kind of look at me and I say like, have you ever eaten at the cheesecake factory? Oh, I love it. Yeah. When you go there, you get, you know, the menu is like 18 pages, right? They have everything from steaks to pastas, to chicken, to Asian, to Mexican, to fusion, all kinds of Italian, all kinds of different stuff. But I don't really know myself anyway. I don't go there for the chicken. I'll eat the chicken while I'm there because it's a nice environment. It's convenient. I go there for the cheesecake. They got great cheesecake. They're called the Cheesecake Factory. They got 30 different types of cheesecakes. They're on the case when you go in. So I'm there because I want that cheesecake. But while I'm there, I'll have the chicken. I'll order some drinks, have an appetizer, get some food, have dinner, and then I get my cheesecake. But they're known for their cheesecake. So Mm -hmm. I like to ask people, look, you can do different things. You can have different things that you do. But you need to be known for that one thing. Like the Cheesecake Factory, I'm going to go there for my cheesecake. They're not going to have the best chicken in the world. Their food's good. It's not great. But their cheesecake's great. (laughs) And so that's why I like to ask people, what's your cheesecake? What's that one thing people come to you for? And when you figure that out, it makes the rest of the process way easier. It's harder these days to do that. Back in the day, people laugh at me on this. I didn't say I'm a – well, I was in 10th grade. My dad goes, there is no internet. My dad gives me a yellow pad. He says, go back in my room. Go back to your room and just write down on this yellow pad what you think you want to grow up and be. I'm in 10th grade. I, all I had was the Encyclopedia Britannica. I think we had three copies or three volumes or something. No. So, but today, look at what people are faced with all around. It's like, whoa, how can I... It's so it's harder to find out what you what cheesecake what's what what flavor cheesecake do you want to be? Because I have to stop you there because I have to ask you what did you write on the yellow pad? Well, this is funny, and and you'll hold, you'll say John just a square nerd. I said I want to. Well, I was just enrolled in my first data processing. It was called back then, where you wired these boards together and you pulled this lever down to put the program. I mean, people wouldn't even. And I, and I just had started that. And I said, Dad, I said, I wrote down, I want to go to Virginia Tech. Of course, now my brother was there. So I had a, I had a reference point. I want to go to Virginia Tech. I want to get, get a computer science degree. And I want to work for IBM. And because I'm a nerd, and I, that, that's exactly what happened. Now, other pe- coaches have told me, said, John, you see what you did? You didn't even know it. When you write shit down, it will, you, you might do, wind up doing it. Well, okay. Well, but that's exactly what I did. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. And they said, nobody does that. So when I tell my 19-year-old daughter that, she goes, what? Your dad literally told you to go to your room and write down a yellow pad. I said, well, that's, yeah. That wasn't torture. That's just the way you did things back then. So, yeah, I, I wish I would have implemented that more <laughs> you know, i still think that's a valuable exercise the way that i like to brainstorm or come up with ideas is i have a giant whiteboard in my office and i like to get a marker and just write everything that's it because you can have ideas in your mind and you can have things but they're kind of swirling around and they're all up there when you get them laid out visually to it and there something happens when you physically write something you can type all day long but when you physically write something out something happens there that takes it from the invisible and makes it visible. Then when you can see it, you can arrange, organize, Mm -hmm. move things around. And 
clarity seems to come through. That's my process. I like to have the big whiteboard. And then after I figure it out and do a bunch of erasing and moving things around and fixing things, and I come to some kind of conclusion, then I take a picture and keep it on my phone. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. A lot of us are doing that now. I do that when I go see my mm-hmm. PT guy, he says, John, you need to do this, this, and this. And he writes it up on the whiteboard. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. that's great. Write up there and make sure it's legible. Cause I'm going to take a picture of that. And I want to take it home and study it and do what's on there. It's funny. I bet you got really good grades in college because you know what I learned in college? I learned what my brother taught me too. After I failed my first calculus test, he says, John, you need to write things down then write it again, and then write it again. And I would have reams of this uh, computer paper that's already printed out that weren't even being used anymore. I'd take them out of the box and bring them back. So it's just funny. We know some things that we're supposed to do. We just probably don't do them as much as we as, as we should. Yeah, well, with technology and everything moving so fast, it's like who has time to sit down and write and write and write? It just takes more time, takes more effort. But if you need to know it, that's the best way to do it. That's right. That's right. Now, in today's day and age of technology, I've noticed, especially with, you know, online courses and college and the way everything is with COVID, all of that stuff, open book, open notebook tests are much more common. They're timed much more, uh, much more aggressively. But in that case, then it's about organization. It's about having your information Mm -hmm. organized in a way you can pull it up quicker and get to it. But you still have to know it, right? Right, You can't just go in blind. Right. So, but anyway, that's, that's, Great stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love the fact that you did everything you wrote down because it shows the power of intention, the power of purpose. And uh, and I also love your story in general that we talked about in the last episode, how you pivoted when you knew it was time to pivot. And you pivoted from a place of success. You went up into the corner office and that's when you decided, you know, it's easy to walk away when you have nothing to walk away from. But when you're in that corner office, it takes guts. You may feel it, intuitively you may know it and that's where eq like we talked about and self-awareness comes into play but it takes guts to make that move and it could go one of two ways you can either get the payoff and be where you are today because you're very determined and very diligent and worked very hard or sometimes things don't come together and you take that risk and you end up having to figure it out and go another path so it's good to see that story play out like it did for you and it's even better to see that you took that success and now you're giving back with it I think that's what excites me the most. And I can't wait to talk to an audience that uh, in in another couple of shows I got, one is going to be around um, women in technology. And I'm going to be the first male on this show and as a guest. And so you have people that are in technology, which is a field. Look, trust me, I am not anti-technology. I mean, I was was very successful in that career. But think about it. I went from a predominantly technical male back then oriented environment to a change practitioner was the opposite in kind of environment. There was, I was the minority in that environment type of thing. So she wants me to be in there to try to be encouraging to, cause I look, I'm more successful in my field today as a change practitioner that I spent cause I spent the first 20 years in technology. Why? Because technology is still surrounded by the large scale transformation that's happening out there in the marketplace. I didn't know any of this. It's just the way that worked together. So it was kind of an interesting, you know, blessed transaction that I made and transition that I made to make this happen. But I would have never planned that out. I was going to be a computer scientist and work for IBM and retire like all my IBM friends that have a house on the lake and a house in the mountains and another house. Well, guess what? That ain't, I, I left that behind. <laughs> 
hey, you grow, you develop, you change. And, you know, as long as you follow where you're pulled and where you're called, you'll end up where you're supposed to be. I mean, I'm a firm believer that I don't have all the answers. I don't know, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't even know what I'm doing today is a thing. I didn't even know it existed. I couldn't even have written it on a yellow pad because I didn't even know that this was an option. Isn't that something, though, how fast yeah. things right now? That's what I tell my daughter. I said, you mean, you've got the, you've got just a world of things in front of you because it's moving so fast. Just stay focused and, and pick pick a lane. And you know that your lane's going to change. Mine was two lanes. Yours might be 10, but pick something. Be famous for something for at least a couple of years. And then if you don't want to be famous for that anymore, it's going to turn you into something that probably could make you more famous. Famous in the sense of you love doing it and and you're having fun. And, yeah, you make a little bit of money if that's, if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll definitely have to have you on again soon. I want to remind I want to remind people to connect with you on LinkedIn. That's where you are and you're very active there and people can connect with you one-on-one, ask questions, get to know you better. And that's what you love to do is help other people and give back. And you're doing a great job of that. So thank you so much, not only for this episode, but for the last episode as well. And I can't wait to have you on again soon, my friend. Awesome, man. Good good to see you. And I hope to be here soon with you. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.